God bless you, church. It's so good to be with you today. I'm telling you, God's going to tell us something today. And I've used the title of my message, God's Got a Fish for You. Now, you've probably never, ever have heard those words. God's got a fish for you. But I believe in my illustration today, you will find out that God will go to extreme measures to get our attention because he's calling us. I need you to be ready for the call. So the scripture today comes to us from Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, when you hear that, you think, oh, my goodness, what an assignment. <laughs> this man was asked by God to go. So I'm here to tell you that God's got a word for you. He's got something to say to each of us. I know it, it sounds almost open-ended, the word go. Well, where do I go? What do I do? And as I've been teaching this month, the response should simply be, okay, yes, I will. And the reason is God, I, you know, I love God so much, and he's so wise. But God can't give us the whole story. He can't give us the whole picture. If he would give some of us our whole book, our whole chapters of all of our lives, most of us would freak out and go run and hide under the bed. But I can tell you, that's not how God does it. He doesn't give anybody the whole story. Because if he gives you your whole story of your life, you're going you're gonna to just panic. So he gives you chapters. He gives you verses. He gives you sections. So that when it's the moment for the next section, there it is at the right time, at the right place. So, number one today, God's word is for you. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's for you. When God speaks, he speaks to you. He knows your name. He knows who you are. And he knows everything about you. So he's got a word for you. Now, in this particular story, Jonah was a preacher, and he had been given an assignment, go to Nineveh. It's kind of like that, you know, echo I've been doing in the church, go to Nineveh. And you say, wow, that's God talking. Yeah, it's God talking. Now, that illustration was me talking, but you know me, I think God has the deep voice. And so when he's communicating to Jonah in this particular situation, I'm thinking he's saying, hey, this is God, I want you to do something. Well, I want you to know that when God tells us to go, he really does have a plan. But Jonah, in verse number 3, ran from God. He went the other direction. 
I don't know how that happened if you're given the direction and your response is, I'm going to run from God. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarsus. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed to Tarsus to flee from the Lord. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure what he was thinking. But now, a few thousand years later, I can tell you what I'm thinking. He wasn't very smart. You really think that you can outrun God? Well, obviously he wasn't thinking. Because he thought he could go the other direction. And he thought, well, if I get in this boat, everything's going to be okay because God won't be able to find me. Well, if he found you the first time, he's going to find you the second time. And he found you the second time, he's going to find you the third time. And, and as that scripture says, to flee from the Lord. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, you can't run from God. It's not going to happen in your life. You think you can run from God. You know, the prodigal thought he could run from God. Prodigal son. And maybe you are the person today and you're thinking, you can run from God. Well, I can tell you, you can't run from God. He is going to find you. And the reason is, God really does want you. He created you. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He really loves you. And if he really loves you, then the words I say so often, he's got a plan for your life. And when we trust in God for the direction of our lives, I can tell you, your life's going to be a whole lot easier when you trust the Lord. If you think you can outrun God, you're going to live some miserable seasons of your life because you won't be able to do it. What happened was when he got on board, this ship headed the opposite direction. A great storm happened. Could you just see the storm now on this great body of water and the ship is rocking to and fro and and the the people on the boat were panicking and the sailors were panicking and they got so desperate they started throwing some of the containers overboard because they thought in their mind if we lighten the load everything's going to be okay well i want you to know my and even if you lighten the lo load, <laughs> even if you change some of the circumstances, even if you change some of the issues, God has a plan. He's not asking you for the plan. <laughs> he's created the plan. And if he's created the plan, it's the best plan. At the right time, at the right time place. Nineveh was a city that had much wickedness in it. It was, it was a, to a place that God, it got God's attention and said, hey, we got to send somebody over there to take care of this. 
And unfortunately, the man he decided to send decided, I'm going to go another direction. I'm not going to do that. Do you know what his excuse was? The people are wicked. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to go preach because the people are wicked. It's just like Pastor Jen and I, when we decided to come to Rome, Italy to preach the gospel, it'd be like me going up to God prior to, our, prior to saying yes and saying, okay, God, I'm going to say no because the people in Rome are wicked. I mean, how do you think that sits with God? I mean, how do you think God's a feeling about that if your response was, the people are wicked? Why do you think they are wicked? Because <laughs> they're away from God. They're going on their own. They're living in sin. They're living in rebellion. So if that's the case, they need a messenger. They need the gospel. They need somebody to tell them that God loves them and has a plan for their life. You know, that's not, it shouldn't be hard for ministers to think that God's system is right. You've been taught all this month that, that God is going to help you carry this message. Remember, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. Do it. And God's going to equip you to do it. Well, they tried their very best. This storm was rocking the boat. They were afraid it was going to capsize. And, and so they started praying to their various gods, and, and they realized that, oh, this ain't helping. And for some reason, Jonah was down inside the boat, sound asleep. Now, I don't know if you can sleep through a major storm like this, but for some reason, Jonah did. And they finally found him, and they said to him, hey, we're about to die here. What are you doing sleeping? He said, oh, 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 and he kind of confessed a little bit. This is all about me. I'm, I'm running from God. <laughs> and and he, he said, just throw me overboard, and the, and the storm will cease. Well, the, the sailors, they don't even know who... Jonah is, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. And they made an attempt to row back to shore. Well, that wasn't going to be the solution. Jonah was going the wrong way. Now there's many more people involved in Jonah going the wrong way. It's unfortunate, friends, but... You've heard me say many times that God's put you on this planet for a reason and a purpose. And he wants you to be, uh, play an important part in bringing others to heaven. Telling the good news. Sharing the love of Jesus. He, he's got that. And so if you decide that I'm going to go the other direction or I'm going to do other things, people are watching your life. And it will affect them, how you respond and what you do. So if there's anything I can do my best to communicate to you today, is obey God. Listen to God. If you're going to listen to God, it reinforces God really does want you. 
And if God really wants you, I can tell you, God will go to extreme measures to get your attention. I'm just telling you. Now, I can tell you the storm was there because Jonah disobeyed. God was trying to stop Jonah from going the other direction. So the story's kind of unique from there. They end up throwing Jonah overboard. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. I don't know if it was on the way down or once he was in the water. It doesn't necessarily say. But all I can tell you is the Bible says the Lord provided. I don't know how many cases throughout the Bible that it says, and the Lord provided a big fish. That's where the title of my sermon today, God's got a fish for you. Now you think about extreme measures. Here's a storm, here's a ship filled with all kinds of people, sinners, saints, and all the above. When you think about it, and they choose to throw the man of God that's running from God overboard to save the ship. And on the way over, you know, these weren't little ships, they were big ships. And so as he's going overboard towards the water, I don't know if he's saying the words, oh my, I'm about to die. Or, oh my, I made the wrong Decision. I should not have done this. I don't know what his response was. All I know is that Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Now, I don't know. I, when you hear this next part, I, it, it's just very hard for me to wrap my brain around it. And when you think about in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights, here's where point number three just, just grabs me. Jonah prayed. I, I, I chuckle at myself for even writing the notes. Listen, my friend. I would have been praying as they launched me over the side of the boat. The waves are big. It's capsizing this big ship. And here I am flying over the side. I'd say, Jesus, help me. I would not have paused. I would have not have said, hey, God, if I've messed up here, I would not even tried to carry on the discussion. Why did it take Jonah so long? I guess the bigger question today is, why is it taking you so long? I mean, how many times does God really need to tell you he's got a plan for your life? I mean, how many more sermons do you really need to hear? How many more times does God need to tap you on the shoulder? How many more times that God needs to visit you and say, listen, I've got, I've got something for you to do. I want you to go to 
Nineveh. Now, your, your, your calling won't be Nineveh because that's another story. But I'll guarantee you God's calling. And I'll guarantee you the message that you're going to give is the same message that God wanted Jonah to give. The message doesn't change. The message God loves you does not change. It will never change. God loves you. And, and if God loves you, he can forgive you. And I believe he forgives. The God I preach to you today is a, is a forgiving God, is a caring God, is a nurturing God. And as I've already said, he will go to extreme measures to wrap his love and embrace you so that you are going forward in the right direction for your life. If you will go in the right direction of your life, everything's going to be okay. God's going to work it all out. And there will be a lot of people that will say, you told me because of your message of hope, I get to be in heaven. Because of what you did on earth, friend, son, daughter, preacher man, worker, schoolmate, colleague. My friend, listen, I believe God has placed each of you in a position to be in God's position to give the message. You say, Pastor, you say that so much. I'm so nervous about sharing. Listen, it's our job to tell. Our job, just tell. Now, I could see how Jonah felt maybe a little pressured. Go to a big city, preach, tell them that there's, you guys are all wicked. I could see that not being an easy assignment. Go to Nineveh and tell them they're wicked. Now, a lot of us would probably say, oh man, that's a, that one's tough. But listen, if God gives you the assignment, God's going with you. I'll say that again. If God gives you the assignment, God is going with you to help you carry the message. And when you think of it, and this fish, and he's in that belly of the fish, and he finally comes to his senses, and he prays. Now, I don't know. I told you what I'd do. I'd be praying on the way down out of the boat. It took him a few days to come to his senses. But he said the prayer. And the prayer was very simple. God, help me. My prayer would have been, get me out of here. <laughs> I probably would have been yelling the prayer, just in case God couldn't hear through fish. I, I don't know, but I, I'm telling you, there would have been no debate. Because it doesn't say he said the prayer when the fish was floating on the water. The fish could have been 30 uh, meters underground, under the sea. I don't know. But all I know is that if I would have been the one praying, I'd been the one yelling. Hear me, Lord. I'm sorry. I will do what you ask me to do. And when he says the prayer, the fish spits him up on the shore. 
Now, I don't know about you, but right there, I would have probably felt, because not only did I end up on the shore, but all the stuff that was in the fish's belly, it ended up on the shore. You say, Pastor, that's a little gross. Listen, when you get down and dirty in life, and sin takes you further than you really intended to stay, And as you've heard me say so many times, it'll cost you more than you really intended to pay. There's scars that happen with sin. There's pain that happens with sin. And I'm telling you today that as, as, as Jonah finds himself on the shore with all the seaweed and the debris and all the stuff with him, I'm sure he's saying, man, it's a whole lot better being on this shore than being in that belly. And if God could get me on this shore, that means God's going to clean me up and God's going to fix all the issues in my life. And I'm going to go back to being the ambassador that God has originally called for my life. And I'm going to be the person God intended for me to be. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going to give my all to God. I'm going to say yes. And if I have to say yes a thousand times, I'll say yes a thousand times. And if God wants to move my assignment from this city to that city or this place to that place I still am going to say yes because I believe with all of my heart that God has a plan for my life if he has a plan for my life my friend he has a plan for your life you know in verse number three it says then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time I don't know many times in your life that God had to repeat himself. But God had to repeat himself to this preacher. Go to the great city of Nineveh. Go to the great city of Nineveh. And proclaim it to it, the message I give you. I'm telling you, it's not my words, it's God's words. It's God's message. It's God who is the Savior of the world. And if He's the Savior of the world, He's the Savior of your world. And there's not one of you that have gone too far that you can't come out of the fish's belly. You can't come out of that wayward going. You can't come out of the run away from the assignment. Listen, You say, Pastor, what should I do? Say, God, I'm sorry. Let me have a do-over. I was stubborn. I was bullheaded. I was trying to get this job or get that career or do this. And I I let your will get in the way. I I let your plans for my life, I, I let that happen and I messed up. Your will should never get in the way. Your plans should never get in the way. Your desires for my life should never get in the way. Because it's what you want, Jesus. I want to put a smile on your face, Jesus. I want to love you, Jesus. You died for me, Jesus. I've got to give this message. Though it will cost me, I've got to give this message. For Jonah obeys. You know, it, it almost puts calmness on you 
at point number four that Jonah obeys. It, it, it's one of those to say, <sighs> I can te- take a deep breath now because I'm, I'm where I need to be. I can sleep better now because I'm where I need to be. <laughs> I know everything's going to turn out a whole lot better because I'm where I need to be. My friends, if you're running from God or you've taken a short detour, get back on track. Today, I'm telling you, this series of messages about obeying the call and God's calling you, I'm telling you, you have been in the right place at the right position. You may have been wayward for a long time. You may be estranged for a long time. You may now find yourself in the pig pens of life. You may find yourself right now in the bellies of the big fish. You may be controlled by the outward circumstances in your life. But when you get to the place in your life that you will obey God, I'm telling you, there is nothing that's going to stop you from fulfilling God's will and God's plan for your life. It says Jonah obeyed. But today, my friend, I want it to have your name on it. This is personal for you. I want you to be able to look in the face of God and say, I obeyed. Nothing's going to keep me. Nothing's going to stop me. My circumstances and the things that have happened in my life are not going to be the excuses I use to say, God, I'm sorry, but this period of my life, quit, quit even thinking about it, friend. Let your position with God be obedience. You know, when Jonah obeyed, some miracles started to happen. And if you read the rest of that book, it's pretty cool. Jonah goes to Nineveh, and a great revival breaks out. Revival is a reviving of their souls, their spiritual conditions. And thousands of people came to Christ. When you look at the big picture of life, I, you know, you probably are, some of you are beating up on Jonah right now because he should have obeyed in the beginning. But listen, my friend, he eventually obeyed. And he eventually fulfilled what God asked him to do. We can't go back and change one thing of our mistakes from yesterday. But what we can do is make our tomorrows a whole lot better by obeying God. Listen, my friend, if I could go back and fix some of your past, I'd go fix it for you. But you can't fix it. I can't fix it. It's done. It's said. It's over with. But what we can do is fix about what's about to happen. Don't miss this. We can fix what's about to happen. Because if we're walking with God and we're going with God and we're believing with God, then I can tell you the effect on others that are around us is going to be incredible. People are going to say, I thought thought that was the prodigal. I I thought that was the dude we threw overboard. I thought that was the dude that... uh, He messed up so bad, I thought he drowned in the sea. Could you see those fishermen and those people on that boat seeing Jonah in Nineveh preaching? I mean, mean, think about it. They they start hearing this guy up there, and they see what the crowd is doing. They say, that's the guy we threw overboard? 
<laughs> wow. Remember I told you God will go to extreme measures to get you on board. And I want you to understand the urgency of our heart for this month is we've got to get people ready. We've got to carry this message. We can't think we've accomplished everything we need to accomplish during this COVID situation that, that's happened around the world. Pastor Jen and I was dreaming and thinking of how we can reach more people. We weren't thinking of how we can sit back and rest for three months or six months that's turned into over a year. We were thinking of what means and measure can we use now to keep going forward, to keep telling more people. And, and, and I think the numbers, even from, from uh, just a few weeks ago, was that there was 58,000 people that were listening to the message. That's a lot of people. All I can tell you is I just got to do my assignment. You can't do my assignment. I can't do your assignment. Now, we can help each other. We can pray for each other. We can encourage each other. We can be a blessing to each other. You can support the ministry. I believe God calls some of us to be the supporters of ministry. But through the supporting of ministry, you're also still the, the, the mandate person. You've got the same mandate. Carry the gospel message. I want you to carry the message. Because there's still people on this planet that's never heard God loves them and it has a plan for their life. And I, want, I don't want anyone standing before you saying, why didn't you tell me? Go everywhere. And tell everyone. It's the message of hope. I love the message of hope. The message of hope is a great message. It gives hope. When people are hopeless, it gives hope. It's, a, it's the hope that there's going to be a tomorrow. It's the hope that God forgives our past. It's a hope that there's going to be a better day. It's a hope. I hope. I trust. I believe. It's a message of hope. It's God's love. You talk about a message of hope. God's love is a message of hope. So I challenge you today that you will fulfill God's assignment in your life. God's got a word for you. I hope you heard me say it clear. God really does want you on the team. I'm telling you, he really does. I want you to know that if he really wants you on the team, he's going to go to extreme measures to make you uh, fully engaged and fully equipped to do what God's asked you to do. So today, I thank you for listening to me. And I pray that God's tapped on your shoulder today. Say, I hope you've listened to the man of God. Because the words that he's said to you today are life-changing words. You could share this message. You could click, like, and share, and all the stuff that the technology is able to do. And those of you here in Rome, you can scatter. Those of you that have listened in Copenhagen, you can scatter. Those of you who uh, listened in South America, you can scatter. In whatever place, whatever country, you can give this message. Let's be the ambassadors that God has asked us to be of caring the message of hope.
Lord, I thank you today for your plans. I thank you for picking me. Thank you for sending me to Rome. Thank you for my assignment. And I pray that I'm putting a smile on your face, oh God. That my heart is right with you, oh God, to say, God, I I just want to give the message. And whatever means and measures and creative ways that you give us and our tech teams and all this stuff, God, help us to continue to get the message out to all generations. To all generations. Bring the resources into this ministry that propels us faster. That moves us faster. So Lord, for those that have been running from your call, I pray today that you will just squeeze them a little tighter and say, I I love you and I have a plan for your life. Thank you, Lord, for being here with us today. Thank you, Lord, for this message. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. But maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will, and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.